0: Let's get into the message. Team building number three. Team building sermon number three. Team building sermon number three. As as co-pastor said, we're shifting to more of a team ministry where the members of the church as opposed to the pastor having the majority of the say-so of the structure and the direction of the church. Here's a problem with some churches they call personality driven and our church for a long time has been personality driven but the problem with a personality driven church is that one person makes all the decisions and the problem with that is all of our decisions when it's a personality driven church is that sometimes our decisions comes from places inside of us that could be based on our insecurities. And other people can see through that. And so we need to have more people involved with the decision. You know, you know most African American churches are personality driven, you know why? Because the first thing you name the church is who's the pastor and then the name of the church. You think about who's the pastor, then the name. Because the personality of the pastor oftentimes exceeds the personality of the church. so most of the time they say Dennis Meredith and Tabernacle Baptist Church. but we need to flip that. it just needs to be Tabernacle Baptist Church and by the way, Bishop Dennis Meredith is the pastor. You remember the temptations when um, when uh, what's the lead the glee guy who Eddie was it one Eddie was it was, was it Eddie David Ruffin it was the temptations and then David Ruffin came in and said David Ruffin and the temptations and you remember how upset and how it caused a terrible rift in the temptations because David Ruffin felt like the temptations supported him It was a personality group as opposed to being a singing group. And so we need to change that messaging that this is Tabernacle Baptist Church. And by the way, (laughs) this is Tabernacle Baptist Church and the Temptations. No, this is. But I do think that that message needs to be differently messaged. Amen. So that's why we enter the team there. So let's go to the word of God. Let's go to um, Luke uh chapter 4 and verse 18. so last sunday we talked about the purpose of the church today we're talking about the purpose of church because if we're going to be a team we need to understand what our purpose is and we all need to be on the same page and we're talking about the three things that define the purpose of tabernacle number one and it's straight out of the bible number one we are here to worship that's the purpose of the church we told you last week they that worship the Lord must worship in spirit and in truth. A part of the personality of our church is that we are a spirited church. Spirited church means we're full of energy, full of you know people. A lot of people called it the anointing, but it's the same thing. We are a spirited church. There's a lot of energy in this church. There's a lot of praise, a lot of dancing, a lot of movement. And 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 that's a reflection of us being spirited people, which is a part of our heritage. And so the purpose of our church, number one, is that we are here to worship. The second purpose of our church is to follow the mandate of Jesus. And that is this. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me. To proclaim freedom to the prisoners and the recovery for sight, recovery of sight for the blind, and to set the oppressed or set the captives free. Now it's one thing to be saved, but it's another thing to be set free. Because a lot of us have been saved, but we haven't been set free. And so the church responsibility is to lift us. Is to encourage us, Is to, our job here is to build on the body of Christ. And those components of building on the body of Christ, you can be saved and poor. Because Jesus said, blessed are what, the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God, or they shall inherit the kingdom of God. That, uh, That word poor does not mean poor financially, poor, it means poor in your spirit. It means poor in your understanding. It means poor in your consciousness of God. And so that consciousness needs to be lifted so you can get out of the poor state that you're in. You shouldn't always have to call on the pastor to pray for you. A person who's really in the spirit, you ought to lay hands on yourself and pray for yourself and pray for your household and pray for others. So your spirit has to be right. Your spirit has to be lifted. And that's what the church is all about. So many of us got saved, but you didn't get free. That's why a lot of you here at Tabernacle, you got saved somewhere else, but you got free when you got here. And the truth of the matter is a lot of us still are not free. And so a lot of people, you know, they bishop in there and accept us, and he always comes free. Because so many of us, the truth of the matter is, you're still afraid. Do you not recognize there's homophobia among gay people? We're still not free. And some of our greatest critics are not straight people, it's gay people. We are extremely hard on each other. We got a trans ministry here. Minister Sean Jackson is over the trans ministry. We have trans people in this church. And yet there are others who don't agree with a trans ministry. We are the only church in Atlanta with a trans ministry. And we don't even celebrate it. Now look at y'all. You ain't free. Because if you were free, you would have clapped. You got issues and we must work on these issues so we can be free. When you're really free with who you are, you can walk down the street and hold your partner's hand and not be intimidated by what other people gonna think. How many of y'all do that? So setting the captives free is still a mandate of the body of Christ is still a part of what we have to do here to support, and lift each other. Go to um, Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. Let's read this. Therefore, brothers and sisters, that's who we are. Since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, well, that can be interpreted two ways either the holy place enter into this worship center or enter into the holy place of prayer this place is supposed to be considered a holy place isn't that right so when we enter in this holy place by the Jesus by the new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body and since we have a great high priest over the house of God over the house of God who's over us god is over us My job here as pastor and bishop is based upon stewardship, but I don't own the church. The truth of the matter is God is over the church. Can we all agree with that? That God is over the church. And so it says, let us draw near to God with a what? Y'all got to stop lying. You got to stop looking at each other in the face. And then when one of us turn our backs, you stab us. You got to stop that. You got to stop being nasty to one another. It's about being sincere. If you got issues, say it to that person. Don't say it to somebody else because you don't solve an issue between me and LeVar by going to Zena. You cannot fix an issue between you and somebody else by going to somebody else. And the reason you go to somebody else is because you're too scared to go to somebody else, their face and say it to them. And 99% of the time, the reason why you go to somebody else is because, and you know what we do, we always go to the people who would agree with us, not the people who are going to be sensible about it, and put us in our place, but we go to people who are going to agree with our mess. And before you know it, you have tagged two or three other people and two or three other people. And before you know it, you got a team of negative people against somebody else when you could have fixed that by going to that person by yourself. Have enough courage to say what you say in somebody's face. If you can say it behind their back, say it to their face. There's nothing sincere when we are dishonest. Sincere heart with full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse from a guilty conscience, And having the bodies washed with water. Go on up, go on up. Here it is. Let us hold unservingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is what? And let us consider what? How we can, King James says provoke, but the same thing, how we can spur, how we can encourage, how we can push, how we can spur one another onward, on toward love, and what? So what should we be doing? Encouraging and spurring each other on to what? You know why I lifted up Eric today? It's because he's doing a good deed. And what we are supposed to do is push each other to do good deeds, to do good things, to promote that which is healthy in the body of Christ. You encourage each other. So we spur one another to good deeds, not giving up. Here's, here's one for those of you that come to church every now and then. Don't have come to church. It says to one of the good things. Here's what happened. Not giving up on what? Meeting together. And he says it. if some are in the habit of doing. Now, those of you who are here, I'm not talking to you. Because you're here every Sunday. Let me see who ain't here every Sunday, Sunday. So So it says, so, so we, it's important to see because some of, some of us have the habit of not showing up. And let me add something to it. And then when you don't show up, you don't give no money. Don't mail it in, don't cash app, don't do nothing. Just don't show up. <laughs> and you know what? You know what's funny? People won't show up, won't give, but expect the church to respond to their needs hmm expect the church I had a person say, I ain't been to church in two years but I need don't give no money but I need now I don't know the Bible says you know you help the poor and give to the poor when you do have the least of these young know than I mean? me I look concerned with that man in my office I'm tell you why I believe that if you are a part of the body of Christ You should show up, give your money, and then when you're down, somebody respond to you. But I have a problem with people who just show up at my door. Don't give no money. Don't support the church, but think we ought to give you some money. I'm going to be honest with you. I have a problem with that. Because if your church's money is good enough to help you in trouble, then it ought to be good enough for you to show up and worship with. It is critically important that we come to church on a regular basis because coming to church gives us the opportunity to encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now I want to do, I want to do one more text because I want to go to this It says toward love and good deeds. Now here's, here's what we need to understand what love is because a lot of us got some challenges when it comes to loving one another. Put up uh, uh yeah. Is that? No, that ain't it, I didn't say 413, I'm 13. It's the other way around, it's 13, four. You got 413. Yeah, okay, give me a Bible. Oh, here it is up here. I want you to see it. Did they can he get it? You got it? They need two seconds. All right, shake your neighbor's hand, tell him it's good to be here. <laughs> Take a minute and say, How your week being. You to, you doing all right? <laughs> ah oh, okay well heck i can't even see that good god can y'all see it what it say i can't even see it let me All right. Go on. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Listen, people. Don't be jealous of what other folk have. Please. Please. Put your jealousy and envy in check. Because a lot of us, the reason why sometimes we don't get along is because deep inside we're jealous of what's and envious of each other and let me tell you that will interfere with your love and so you gotta you gotta manage that now now for some of us sometimes you can't get rid of it but you can at least manage it when it show up (laughs) and put your own self in check before somebody else put you in check it does not boast it is not this is what love is go on Go on, I need four. Go. What is it? Where's the rest of it? Uh. Oh. Yeah. Come in. Come in. Read that. Take this, Nanny. I can't. I'm all confused and discombobulated and can't. Come here. Read, Carlos. I mean, uh, read. <laughs> I'm Eddie Ruffin and the Temptations. <laughs> You made me miss where I was, Bishop. Go back to Look, let me read. I can, I can see. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others. Oh. It, it does not dishonor others. You know what that means? Uh, Orlando said, Yeah, come here, tell me, tell me what that means. Come here. Orlando, he said, Yeah. Tell him what that means. Preach. I believe do not dishonor others doesn't means does not dishonor yourself. It means having a standard, having a moral compass. It means treating others as you would like to be treated. All right, Deacon, come on up here and take over the sermon. Come on up here and take. So people listen. It doesn't benefit the body of Christ when we dishonor each other. Treat people like you want to be treated. And then live with some, as he said, some moral compass in your treatment of others. All right, go ahead. Does not dishonor. Ah, ah! ah! self seeking. Mm. What I, one of the things I've discovered about people in church is that we love inadequate affirmations. We go after affirmations that are not in, that are not adequate. And so a lot of times we seek to get on stage or to be up front or to be important, in order to find some way of affirming who we are that's inadequate affirmation your affirmation must come from you because when you come up here only to be affirmed or to be seen all that is is what we're saying here is self-seeking people who can work and serve the church and don't have to have a pat on the back but can do what they do in secret and in private and let God reward them openly are people who have a clear understanding of how to affirm themselves you know how many pastors are not called to be preachers or pastors but they only up there because they want affirmation And so don't look for affirmations externally. Get up in the morning, look at yourself, affirm yourself. I look good. I thank God for who I am. I thank God for what I have. I recognize that God has been good to me. And whether anybody else says anything about me, I'm going to say something about myself and affirm myself. I don't need no pulpit. I don't need no church. I don't need to do stuff I'm not called to do in order to be affirmed. I can affirm myself. People who can affirm themselves walk with confidence. When you are affirm yourself you walk with your head up. You walk with a sense of dignity and pride. Because you can affirm who you are. It's all right for other people to tell you you look good. But you got to learn how to tell yourself. You look good. Come on somebody. And it has nothing to do with your physical anatomy. It has everything to do with your mental state of how well and how much you appreciate who you are. Whether you're tall, short, full-figured, skinny, black, white, thick lips, no lips, wide nose, narrow nose, big feet, small feet. It does not matter what your human anatomy is. You still have to affirm yourself and tell yourself, I am somebody. Not based upon simply how I look, but because I'm smart. You is kind. (laughs) Come on, somebody, you know. You affirm yourself. What is that line? You is, what is it? You're go- you is you smart is and you important. Yeah. I thought it was four of them. There's three. You's kind, you smart, and you important. Wasn't that some good stuff? That's what you have to do, not because of who you are physically, but because of who you are mentally. You affirm yourself. Love is, is so, so it's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. Some of y'all, I, I got to work on that one. Cause I, I know i get a little yeah i know i get a little i'm talking about me now i admit. I love you but i still get so <laughs> don't we have to work on that though anybody else come on let's be transparent anybody else got to work on that anger thing yeah, some of y'all not honest. Let me let me say this, and let me say this. What was that? It's what now? You show your watch, and what does that mean? I'm all, I'm going over time. I'm the bishop. Tell me I stay up here long as I want to stay up here. I'm just messing with you. We, we do have time, but don't do that no more. So here we go. Uh, where was that? It's not eagerly anger. We have to work on it. Let me say this. When you get angry, you're automatically defeated. You don't your point ain't gonna get across. There's defeat in anger. So if you really want to accomplish something, Try not to do it out of anger. And especially, let me throw this to you parents. Don't beat your children when you're mad. Well, don't beat them at all, somebody. I know I've said that before. Yeah. I know I've said that before, and I've gotten people disputed that because they say, spit the a rod, spoil the child, but that's not what that means. All right, so let's deal with anger. It keeps no record of wrongs. Isn't this some good stuff? Isn't that what love keeps no record of wrongs? Love is not delight in evil, but rejoices with what? It always what? How many of you have been in arenas where your church has come up in a conversation? How many of you have been in arenas where your bishop has come up in conversations? How many have been in arenas where your members have come up in conversation? When you love people, you will do what? Come on, somebody. When they start talking negative, you shut it down, you protect each other. Come on. Remember, this is purpose, purpose of church. It protects, it always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love what never fails. Let me tell you, love is the glue that holds us together. Without love, there is no validity to the fellowship. And we have to go beyond lip service people. You know, you, know, you go to church, tell your neighbor you love him. I love you. Stop lying. Because a lot of times, the way you treat people does not say, I love you. But love is really the catalyst and the glue that makes this thing work. And so the purpose of the church is to build up each other. Number one is to worship God. The second purpose, and I need everybody to remember, the second purpose of the church is to build the body of Christ. To build up each other, to encourage each other, to lift each other, to love each other, to support each other, to be there for each other, to protect each other. That's the purpose of the church. And all of us need to be on that same level. All of us need to agree. Do y'all agree with that? Because if you agree with that, we have nowhere to go but up. If we love each other like we're supposed to, if we build each other up, if we encourage one another, if we support one another, if we stop talking bad about each other and stop letting other folk talk bad about our church, you know why some of these seats are empty? It's because some of y'all done run the folk away. Some of y'all don't want to tell the truth But you have been in those negative conversations Matter of fact, some of us in here Have started those negative conversations And then wonder why other folk are not here Mm. When you love your church You don't run people away I'm, I'm, I'm a little May I say this, and y'all still love me. May I say this, and I'm going to close this out. I'm concerned that my deacons ain't sitting up front. I'm I'm concerned. I ain't really said nothing, but I'm a little concerned when I see people I ordain. You agreed to be a deacon, and you're not sitting in the seats that you were assigned to sit in. I recognize that there may be some issues going on, but when you make, put your hand on the plow, the Bible says, woe to the man that puts his hand on the plow and then let it go or turn back. That'd be like me deciding I don't like what going to church, so I decide I ain't going to preach no more. Commitment at the end of the day is commitment. Whether you like what's going on or whether you don't like what's going on, if you are committed, now let me tell you this: ordination, when you're ordained, your ordination is sealed for life. When you when you pass and you are rolled down this way, you will still have the title as deacon of Tabernacle Baptist Church because you were ordained and given that level of honor and respect. You should honor that. And whenever you make a commitment to God and the church, stick with that commitment. If you have issues, then just speak them. Just say what it is. This staying at home because I don't like president. I don't like what's said. Stand up and say what you got to say. I'm here at the meeting. I don't like what's going on. And I ain't going to say it behind your back. I'm going to say it to your face. I'm going to still serve, but I want you to know. Now listen, there's no such thing as lost communication. Because if you say it, I don't forget it. And the people you say it to don't forget it. We're just trying to work through it till we get where we need to go. But we don't forget what you said. I need, let me tell you, as your bishop, I need for you to show up. And do your part for the church. And if you have some issues, email me. And we'll work on it. I said we'll work on it. The Bible says understanding is the best thing. And so all we got to do is get an understanding. Even if we've got to sit down and discuss it, we've got to get an understanding. But still honor your position. And that's just not D, because I'm talking about every one of us who have given a commitment to serve or a call on our lives. Honor your call. And the body of Christ will be benefited because of your level of commitment. Clap your hands and praise God for the word. We are here to encourage, build, and support one of the doors.